You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Ain't No Seeds. All right, folks, what's good? Uh, another episode of Ain't No Seeds podcast, and we are back to talk about the 1-0 Kansas Jayhawks. It wasn't always the most beautiful display of football, but at the end of the day, it was a absolute dom- dominant performance, which is all you can really ask for in an opening night. Um, plenty of things to talk about, I think, but it all starts with probably the, the questions surrounding Jalen Daniels, but before we get into all that, uh, B turn, AB, whoever wants to take it, curious on, I don't know, initial thoughts from from opening night at the booth from Friday night. Yeah, personally, I think it was the perfect way for us to win. Um, I just think nothing nothing to walk away with too satisfied. Um, obviously, Andy Kotonicki kind of held some things back, kind of a little vanilla play calling like last year against Tennessee Tech, and then Week two against West Virginia, they really didn't know what to expect. So didn't show much. I didn't think we – I mean, obviously we got close to covering and forced a couple turnovers late to almost cover, so made the score look a little better. But I feel like it's nothing to be crazy satisfied about. So obviously should keep the guys, um, I guess, humble and ready to go for Friday night for a game that hopefully they have JD back. And, um, yeah, we didn't show much. So I think the offense will be electric on Friday against Illinois. Yeah, AB, I don't know. I can't remember what point in the game you turned, you you tapped me on the shoulder and said, okay, I changed my mind. doesn't matter if Jalen's playing or Jason Bean's playing. Mm-hmm. We're going eight and four. Um, thoughts? Best that, was, that was an emotional emotional take for me. I was right after Devin Neal had the long touchdown run in the first quarter. I was like, boys, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but this team's going to the playoff. Um, but then like 10 minutes later, I was sitting there like, this team might win two games this year if they're lucky. And they were losing in the second quarter, and you know it is what it is. It's it's football. It's the first game of the year. What do you expect? It's got to be emotional takes that don't have any uh, weight to them, but they're fun to spill and throw around with the boys. Yeah, I mean, I think kind of what B turn said. It was a good way. I mean, you didn't just completely dominate from the jump. You you kind of felt you realized that there's definitely still some work to do. So you got to think the guys will be very focused and um, locked in, but. You also saw that, okay, we do have a gear where we can go out and play really, really good and dominate a team like they did in the second half. Uh, Does that worry some at all? Wasn't that the big thing last year that the team would always start out slow and put themselves in holes too big to climb out of? That's like the first note I have here is like slow starts. I remember we used to be so mad last year. We and I mean, you could argue... Now this could be a bold argument. You could argue if this if last year's team doesn't have just awful starts, they win nine games, eight mm-hmm. wins. Like they absolutely were the better team in second, third, fourth quarters of games. They were just almost always by far the worst team in first quarters. And so it's yeah, it is worrisome because I don't know why that is. I don't know what's causing that. Um and maybe it could have just been a fluke Friday night and it could have just been early season jitters or who knows, but yeah, it's kind of scary. I don't know. Um, certainly can't do that against Illinois on Friday, but we'll see. I'm not, 
I, I'm not going to go ahead and say just because we got off to a slow start against Missouri State, we're going to do that all again next, this year. But it's it it will be concerning if we do it on Friday. Uh, no. I, I thought Breeders must start talking. No, I was. I just I wanted to ask you guys like. Was there any certain players that you walked away impressed with that you didn't know a ton about for the game? I mean, the McDuffie dude, we just, our running back depth is incredible. I mean, you have Neil, Hyshaw, and I was telling everyone in our section, like, I mean, we forget Daniel Hyshaw was electric before he got hurt. And I mean, just runs so hard, refuses to go down. But then you see McDuffie and Highshaw obviously fumbled early, which sucked. But like McDuffie, third string running back, I think, dude yeah. ran hard. Uh, just, I don't know. I loved his, he just looked like a guy that's going to be a good college running back. So, and he's not going to have a huge impact. So it's probably a dumb one to focus on. But I remember being like, wow. I, well, he I, has I, been, he has been a good college running back. Yeah, he could be. I mean, oh yeah, he's the he's a thousand yard rusher at Buffalo. So. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. So, um, but yeah, he was at he obviously was at Buffalo, then went to Georgia Tech. But yeah, he had two hundred six carries for over a thousand yards for Buffalo. But yeah, our depth is crazy. I mean, you have Devin Neal who obviously can play in the league. You talked about Highshaw, did <clears throat> amazing things. Obviously, when he was healthy last year, and then I think Friday night he fumbled early, lost it. Um, which we, we were driving, we were at midfield. So didn't see much playing time after that. And I know he, he didn't lose a ton of fumbles last year, but I think, or yeah, he didn't lose, but I think he fumbled like four or five times last year. So could have a fumbling issue. Um, I don't know if he's going to be in the doghouse or not, but feels like a guy that obviously you got to be locked in or your spot's going to get taken. You got a guy behind you that rushed for a thousand yards already at the D1 level. So. And, I mean, you still have, like, Savion Morrison just kind of lurking back there, too. Not that I think he's going to come in and take a ton of snaps, but our depth at running back, like you said, is is very – it just – it's a good thing, not because I think we're going to see all four guys getting tons of snaps. It's going to be a good thing to kind of, like you just said, if you're not going to be holding on to the ball, you're not going to be playing well, well, then it's next guy up. You're not guaranteed snaps all year if you're not going to play good. So – I mean, I love Highshaw. I think he'll be fine, but I do think his style of running and just refusing to go down is gonna just lead to one fumbling the ball, but two, as we saw last year, I think the whole reason he kind of got hurt was because he just kept like fighting for the extra yards and messed up his hip. So it's great. There's tons of pros to the way he runs, but also it, it does scare you a little bit. But I'm still yeah. big. Daniel Highshaw guy. I don't know, AB, do you have any players that stood out or anything about just the team at all where you were like, mm, like uh McDuffie was mine as well, uh, which was unfortunate. But I, I'll just add to that. There's no position outside of quarterback that I'd rather have a deep room than the running back room given the offense. Like last year we saw three or four guys get hurt. Probably gonna happen again this year. We don't want it to happen. We're not expecting it to, but it you know, it, it's a hard position to play. You're getting hit hard. People are coming at you so like it's just gonna happen um so the depth there's good but jason bean gotta talk about him uh we love jd obviously but we've been saying it for a year and a half now that it's an unbelievable advantage to have a guy like jason bean to come in and it's like almost nothing changes like we can point to small stuff a little bit of accuracy touch whatever but he's one of the best backup quarterbacks in the country he has to be like 
Yeah. Nothing really changes. It's the same offense, the same style of play for the most part. It's I'm just very lucky that we have him and that he came back this year because God, if I mean, if we're all in on JD and then week one he's out and it's not Jason being it back up, the vibes in that stadium on Friday are much different than we would have, you know. I mean, ever sneaky, thought about like massive moment to have yeah. him come back because nobody thought Bean was coming back. Did he announce he was transferring first? And I think that was just the. I think that was just what everyone expected. He, yeah. I think he he was thinking about just being done with football in general. I think also, but yeah, he could have. Yeah, he was going to graduate and be done. Nick just said so. Yeah, that was a thing, and maybe he was thinking about transferring. I feel like the staff probably talked him into that, and you've heard it all off season from Lance just talking about his experience and how good he's been this fall. He was really good last fall, supposedly too. So, I don't know, like. Obviously, Friday night, it kind of, or Thursday night, it started to leak that JDE was going to be out. Bryson said that. So I don't, what was your guys' initial reaction just from a JD perspective? And then what, I guess, what were your thoughts just with Bean going forward? I just, I feel like Bean doesn't get a ton of respect from our fans. I think we know he's solid, but everyone knows JD just brings a different dynamic. But I feel like Bean was as good as you could have asked for last season. I mean, I think. I think the tough part, or sorry if you have. I just talking, just thinking about the games he really played in. He there was not one game really where he played bad. I mean, the Baylor game, he wasn't amazing, but we had a chance to win that late at Oklahoma. He threw four touchdowns, TCU four touchdowns and a half. Like you can't. I feel like KU fans expected this dude to be one of the best QBs in the country. He's a backup. He comes in and really handled handled business at least from his side and I just feel like he kind of gets disrespected and I think he's obviously super fast he has a strong arm and I just I don't really know where that comes from because his numbers were nearly as good as JD's last year I think the tough part for Bean is that the way the season worked out is I mean JD was as electric as it gets for five and four and a half games or whatever he gets hurt and then Part of that was the schedule got a lot harder. So Bean came in for all our losses, essentially, other than the Oklahoma State game, which, I mean, he was absolutely yeah, incredible in that game. Um, so, but, yeah, I think like like A.B. said, he's he's the best backup in the Big 12, I would say, right now. I don't know. I mean, but. K-State just might have an issue with that. Yeah, but. <laughs> it's a different. Guy, he's a guy that's now started. Uh, how many games? Texas. I would say Texas has a decent backup. That's true. Whatever. <laughs> no, I get it. I get the it. best proven backup. Arch, Archie or whatever. Arch. I don't even know. Arch Manning. Arch Manning. Arch. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Bean, I don't want Bean to be our starter because that means that JD's hurt, but I'm certainly not. I think it's something I could get over much quicker than I maybe thought I would have heading into the season, just because he is fits our offense, he fits what Kotelnicki's wanting to do, yeah. and he's he's won games here. So uh, I just I just wanted to know your guys' reaction Friday or Thursday night because twenty one year old me would probably like throw a fit and start throwing shit and be pissed, like overreact. JD's out for the year, stuff like that. But I, obviously the staff's really good, um, and Jason Bean's super solid last year. Just like we said. Yeah. Like, to no, add to that, what you were saying, Ryan, just one more thing before we get home field. Like, it's not only that JD was there for the wins and when they were 5-0 and and everything. 
it was also like he was the face of college football, it felt like, for a multiple-week span. And the first yeah. time KU football was relevant in 15 years, it felt like he was the golden boy. And even though Bean like, had similar stats, this and that, whatever, it just yeah. felt like that's not the guy that like put us back on the map. It's not the same dude, different number, different, you know, player. And yeah. then like I mean, they started losing too. But I mean, Jalen, people forget how uh, Jalen Daniels is doing one-on-one interviews multiple times a week with ESPN, Fox Sports 1. Like he was I t- everywhere. I tweeted last week, like Jalen for a four-week span was like the coolest person, not just in college yeah. football, but like in America. Like he's yelling, new era, like perfect timing. The video was incredible. That video of him at West Virginia, like nodding to the crowd, going nuts before overtime. He was just like the coolest dude in the world. And so for him to go down, it was just crushing. And then, like I said, Bean comes in and we lose games, not really because of Bean, but. Especially the hype just going into the year in general. I mean, even just last episode, AB talking about all all the big names being healthy. Highshaw, Neil, JD, and then we think he's good to go. I mean, days before we record, they say he's starting, and then he's done. You get there, and then the video board gate, they announce him as the starter on the video board. So you're like, damn, JD. Well, you at least thought he was going to play, right? They announce his name as the starting QB. and Let's let's talk about that because I want to talk more on this, but we got to hit an ad real quick with home field. Um, and we'll talk more JD because like it is, it is odd how that was done, but Let's talk home field. B. Turner, you're repping them again. Why wouldn't you? Circus. They they just continue to deliver for us. We love them. They they sent us some more stuff this week. I'm I'm looking forward to getting more. Um, I don't know what more we need to say, but if you are new, if you've been living under the biggest rock in the history of the world, um, home field's a premium collegiate apparel brand based in Indianapolis. Uh, they have 150 plus colleges. We always joke that. Doesn't matter if it's KU or Grambling State, you're gonna fall in love with their gear. They just they they understand what fans want far more than like an Adidas or other companies that just make cookie cutter, no offense, garbage. Home field brings the heat. I love it. Um, their their hoodies, their shirts, huge fans. Um, they just they put out more KU stuff. If you haven't gotten it, I hope it's not sold out, but you should go check it out. Homefieldapparel.com. They got a wide selection. Doesn't matter if you're a KU fan. If you got family members that are fans of other schools, even like man, I hate to say it, K State stuff's fire. It's mighty good fire. Stuff. I mean, it's yep. good stuff. So if you got a Missouri family member or anybody, just go out, buy them home field gear. There, I just bought stuff for all my coworkers, like three or four of them. Said, "What's up? Here's some good KU gear." They loved it. Um, so shout out home field, homefieldapparel.com. Go give them a look. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Shout out. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Didn't know if we were going to that break for a second, but all right, we're back. So I wanted to talk because the JD thing was weird. I don't understand. Like, how does he get announced the starter on the like big screen? Like at what point uh, is it no longer a secret or like what? I don't know. What do we think? Happened? Yeah, it's like what you're playing gamesmanship like five or ten, or ten minutes just- before the game. Did know. they just see him go out as a captain and assume that he was good to go? Like, well, I mean, yeah, he he warmed he warmed up, and then they announced him as the starter, and then yeah, JD went out to midfield as one of the captains, and then offense came out on the field, and it was Bean, and JD just kind of carried a helmet around all night. So I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, they said back tightness for five to six weeks now. I don't, and they announced him as a starter a couple days before kickoff, and then now he's just out. For the first game, and I know it's Missouri State, they're 30-point favorites or whatever, but if you're obviously a competitive college athlete that's trying to win all these awards and get these accolades, wouldn't you think you play in a game, in the first game, in a game where you could probably rack up some numbers, stats? I know that's not what it's all about, but I don't know. It makes me feel like he's not... I don't, I don't know if it's his choice, though. Yeah. I... I... I wish we would have at least maybe seen, like, treat it like a preseason game in the NFL. Go let him get two or three drives, get some reps in, just get comfortable before Illinois. The fact that we didn't at least get that is kind of concerning. But at the same time, if you feel there's any chance of getting hurt, that can happen in one or two drives. So why risk it? 
back injuries scare the hell out of me. Like those things linger forever. It feels like it already feels like this one has been. So I am scared. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you see, who was it? Was it McMurphy this week or whatever his name yeah. is talking about that he's hearing that he's playing? Um, but I think Lance has made it very clear so far. Like it's a pretty tight ship over there. It, it's not easy to get scoops on if JD's hurt. Like, I mean, that one dude, I'm not even going to say his name, that one guy that like broke the news that Jalen was out for the year last year, I don't think has said a word on Twitter about KU football since. Like, ruined his career. If he had, I don't know what his career was, but he tried to break news and was just dead wrong. Pretty much. It was almost right. Wow. Yeah. But that's a big thing yeah. to run with and be wrong about. So, I think Lance and them are going to keep it very... I don't think... It's hard to say. I don't know if I'll feel good about it until I see Jalen trotting out for the first drive. Like, I don't yeah. think I'll feel confident he's playing. Yeah. Um, obviously, they, they tease the black uniforms, which we obviously have to talk about shortly because I think they're insane. But JD was kind of in the video, which they probably did that a while ago. Yeah, I saw Lance say that they filmed it in July. So, But he quoted it kind of with an emoji that made it seem like maybe he'll play. And then Brent McMurphy obviously said he expects him to play also, and he's insanely connected. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, if JD comes out, maybe his bag looks stiff or he's not moving around well or he's not – I guess he's not sharp. I mean, he hasn't had game action. Do they? Do the fans start murmuring about being – does the staff even think about him playing? Because it's like, yeah, JD's better, probably more dynamic, but Bean's kind of earned some playing time at the same time. But I was also going to ask that, like, none of us were disappointed in being the other night. He was fine, good. But, like, I didn't come away being like, man, Jason Bede was perfect. Like, maybe we just roll with him. Like, he wasn't good enough for me to be like, hey, if it's even close to Jalen's not healthy, we should for sure go with Bean. I still want Jalen. Like, I still, when you just think back to the Houston game, the West Virginia game, the Arkansas game, like, that is a level that I just don't think Jason Bean can get to. Not quite, but we've seen Bean do some electric things. But like that, getting back to that feeling of watching Jalen Daniels just cook like he did in those games is something I just need to see, and I really want him healthy for this game on Friday. I want to see two quarterbacks so bad. Just like more often, I just think it would be so hard to defend. I don't know how realistic it is for that to happen, but Bean's fast enough to be a decoy as a receiver. He's done it before. Oh, we hey. hated to do so. Like, and the goal know. line, the goal line plays where we hand off to Bean and he uh, throws it mm-hmm. for a touchdown. Those work really well, especially mm-hmm. in the bowl game. You so, know, yeah. it, it's yeah. fun. Practice makes perfect. We just need to add a little bit of touch. Redemption. He reminds me of you know what Jason Bean is to me, and this just connected. I don't even know this guy's name. Who's big boy for Oklahoma State that I fell in love with? He's like seven feet tall. I think he came off the bench. He had zero touch. But he was so impacted. Basketball? Yeah. Like last season. Yeah. Just, uh, Big country? Yeah. Cisse. Cisse. That's, Cisse. that's who Jason Bean is to me. He's he's See. just he's got so many elite skills mm-hmm. and just a little bit of touch would make him like truly special. And hopefully it comes around. There were times on Friday where it didn't look like it had come around at all, but who knows? Maybe it's just or nerves he wanted to throw at hundred miles an hour. Yeah, see, I th- I think that's what the issue is with KU fans is maybe maybe I'm wrong here, but he he kind of just makes it look goofy 
I mean, first read, he wants to go to that receiver and then looks away and just takes off or he makes questionable decisions. I mean, there was one where we were in Missouri State territory and Casey had beat whoever was on him, linebacker or safety, I don't know, but he had him over the top and you just you got to put touch on it, some air under it and give him a chance to catch it, but he tries to throw a laser through a window and it should have been picked. So his decision-making is scary, and like like I said earlier, he did put up numbers last year, but that doesn't mean he's a great decision-maker and the fans aren't just a little sketched out when he plays quarterback. Like He's obviously a good, talented player, and he's fast as hell. Like He took off Friday night down the sideline. You're like, oh, my. He really does have a boost where it's like when he hits it, you're like, oh, my God. Like He just hits a level that – you don't see many quarterbacks have that capability. So I do agree with AB. Like we've said it last year, like finding a way to somehow get being involved is a good thing. Like you just speed that he has and the fact that he can throw it feels like you can do. And I'm sure Koto Nicky. Yeah. That's what like I, I joke. I joke that Koto Nicky just had to be dying. Friday night, not being able to call like fun plays. And I wouldn't be surprised the first quarter against Illinois. It's just like trick play, trick play, trick play, just emptying the clip with trick plays because Koto Nicky's been dying to, to call these. But I wonder how much of a two quarterback look we will get if they're both healthy at the same time. I mean, like AB said, Jason Bean lined up at receiver, obviously Bean has a cannon and he can run. So yeah, Koto Nicky can get creative. I'm sure that's stuff he's worked on all off season, but you obviously have to respect being if he's out on the field like if he's lined up as a receiver I would think you got to put someone put a D-back or whoever on him I mean they could start running like bubble screens to that dude yeah. and he just yeah. takes off I wonder how much he worked on like wide receiver skills or anything like that this offseason I doubt tons but I don't know he's a weapon I mean and it, if he's, he's ever gonna play pro football like what what was the uh what convinced him to come back I guess was it just simply Jalen, you know, See, I think a little injury bug and they just felt that he was going to play? Jalen's like, back he, looked a little tight. Yeah, if he was dead set on, like, graduating and being done with the sport, what promise did they give him as far as impact that he can make that may not involve being the starting quarterback? If Jalen's healthy, Jason's not playing at quarterback. That's just kind of how it is. I think so I what convinced him? Was it, we're going to get you more involved even with J.D. playing? Maybe. Yeah, I, I, and, like, I, I think... I felt horrible for Jason Bean last year after that bowl game because you could tell mm-hmm. how gutted he was at that. Like, he got – I mean, I think Nicky kind of took more heat than Bean on that, but you could tell, like, he felt really bad. Like, the dude loves Kansas, wants to win, so I, I think that has part of – but, yeah, he clearly was told, like, look, either one, Jalen has been hurt before, look what happened, you just played half a season, or two – you proved that we can use you in other ways and we plan on doing more of that. So I think we'll see a lot more of these next few weeks of what we'll see out of him if Jalen's healthy. But that, yeah. oh, that's going to be a big question. I think the staff just did a hell of a job recruiting him back, honestly. I mean, he never was decommitted or anything, but I think they obviously sold him on something because he was gone. And I think I think our fans underestimate how much the staff loves and trusts him too. I mean, I don't, JD's going to play if he's healthy, but... I feel like we could underestimate how much Jason Bean might be involved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk. Uh, are you ready to talk, Illinois? Are we ready? I was just, uh, just going to say another, another – I said, like, I wasn't too satisfied with the win, and I think we won perfectly. I think Devin Neal was another thing, too. They 
gave him his touches, but obviously not too many. They didn't force feed him. He only had 13 carries, keep him fresh going forward. We ran a lot of backs in there. I think four backs had rushing touchdowns. So, <laughs> um, Devin Neal, yeah, he broke one early, couple nasty jump cuts, and he's, I don't know if this will be his last year here or not, but definitely enjoy his time here. Lawrence Kitty loves Lawrence, but yeah, keeping him fresh. He had 13 carries for 94 yards, and he's going to be incredible in big toll play and even more incredible if we have a stable backup running back. Can I? Uh, can we talk? This is really random, but thinking on the fact that Devin Neal may leave this year is like such a sad thought to me, but can we talk about how Puka Williams missed out on the NIL bag just barely? I mean, think about the fact that he was the only thing I mean, in our boy, no disrespect to our boy Carter. We love our boy Carter. But, like, Hugo Williams was, like, the lifeline at Kansas football for a few months. Like, he was the only thing that was exciting. And I feel like I hate that that his career just came to such a quick end. And I was thinking the other night, we were sitting there at the game talking about how, like, he was so close to NIL being a huge factor for him, I think. It is Just perfect. imagine him and Kotelnicki's offense. That's where I thought you were going with this. Well, that oh, you like strong. even like so. Fuka would have got so Fuka would have got a year back for the COVID year, right? So he technically would have been here last year, right? I think so. Nick, you probably know that better than I, because um, he got here. Right. Twenty nineteen was he a freshman? Or was he a freshman? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen. Skip twenty twenty. Twenty one. Twenty two. He technically would have been a senior, and if he'd have been collecting. Checks nil and playing under Kotal Nicky would have been by God. But, uh, okay, Nick, is it? Should I hop to a ad now, or do, should we get into Illinois? <laughs> Probably hop to a hop to a break. Yeah, all right. Ooh. Let's hop to the Ooh. break because we got a new ad. We got a new, uh, I guess, partner is what you would say, and it is DraftKings. We've worked with them before. We love like DraftKings. Let's be honest. There's not an app that even comes close. There's really with DraftKings, like not even lying. Um, but let's get into it. So, can you believe we'd have seven? We've had seven months without an NFL game. Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't miss offer for Week One this week. New customers can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when you bet just five bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now. Use code KCSN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code KCSN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort of Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms of responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expires seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, 
apply. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. All right, let's get in. Illini. <laughs> to the the old hiding Bill Yes. So, go ahead. obviously, Brett Bielema coach team, they're going to be physical, nasty in the trenches, try to muddy up the game. Um, quarterback Luke Altmeyer from Mississippi, he was a top 120 recruit coming out of high school, went to Ole Miss, didn't play a ton there, transferred to Illinois. Um, he looked solid against Toledo on Saturday, but it's a Mac, Mac, what's their league called? Mac 10? The Mac? The Mac. The Mac. The Mac. <laughs> They're the from Mac. Mac. Holy Mac. coming Mac. in November. I'm speaking Mac. Yeah. yeah. All state. That um, like the I think they should consider it. Um, yeah. Luke Almire looks solid, but it's against a Maction team. Um, mm-hmm. they they were down 19-7. They looked terrible. They got a pick six that really changed the game a little bit. They probably would have got blown out. Um, but yeah, they Toledo takes the lead late. Illinois, it's a game-winning field goal, pretty much. They didn't. They didn't really impress me. Am I wrong? Didn't Illinois like have a fourth down convert? Like they converted on a pretty tough fourth down to win that game, didn't they? Mike, you're gonna have to make thinking of thinking game. of Minnesota, Nebraska, because that was absolutely bananas. Wow, I must. Be, but maybe I dreamed this. I yeah, Illinois like came like very close to losing. They did. They made a game-winning field goal. Like at the last second, they were down nineteen seven, and they I'm got. I'm telling a- you, they had to convert on fourth down. Unless I'm like, regardless, insane. it was 19-7 Toledo ball, and they threw a pick six, so that obviously made it nineteen fourteen. Toledo took the lead late; they hit a game winning field goal. But yeah, they supposed to be really good in the trenches. Um, they lost three defensive backs in like the top seventy picks of the draft last year. They had a guy go top ten, so I don't know how good their secondary is. I'm not. Really got to act like I'm insanely tapped into the University of Illinois. I just know Bielema is a good coach. I'm sure they'll try to slow down the game, put some long drives together, try to beat us in the trenches. I think KU's just got to answer the physicality and nastiness, I guess. I mean, that's, I think we have better skill players. We, we're better at quarterback. Um, I would say better at head coach. Lance is one of the best in the business. So, Feel fine. The spread opened up at two. They kind of had a look at headline last week, even before this weekend. And then now it's up to three and a half, I think. KU's like minus 170-ish money line. So I feel really good about this game. Um, it's going to be physical, obviously. But I just think at home, Jalen Daniels, I personally think will be back. And I think KU will take care of business, maybe win by 10, 14 points. Just straight in the predictions. Uh, I feel good too, and I, I it, part of that has to do with them struggling to beat Toledo. Which who knows, Toledo. I mean, the Max always feisty, but I, uh, I don't know. I just felt good, like the way KU played in the second half, and then seeing Illinois grind out a gross win like that. We weren't even healthy. I mean, if Jalen plays and Jalen is even close to the Jalen we saw last year, I think we do roll. Like you asked me two weeks ago, I'd feel like it. I'd feel very stressed, and I still am very stressed. But <laughs> I, I feel I'm very confident we're gonna win. Which I don't know if I would have said that two weeks. Ago. Um, I wanted to say this. 
are we we're pretty glad Illinois won in that fashion, right? If they come to Lawrence pissed off, 0-1, losing as a 10-point favorite at home against a Maxion team. If they're 0-1 and, and we win, then pay like all, you know, K-State yeah. fans because they're, oh, Illinois sucks. They're 0-2. Just like like Houston last year. We win that game and then they go on to suck and everyone discredit. I still had a guy in my mentions the other day being like, Jalen Daniels wasn't good. His schedule sucked. He played West Virginia, Houston, and, and I'm like, dude, he was good. He sounded like a Forrest Gump. <laughs> I didn't know he has that voice. He was literally Forrest Gump in my mentions. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I feel good. I don't know much about Illinois, but like you you laid out, they're going to be tough. It's a great, like I, I love the game. It's a great second week, yeah. second game of the year test. Not overly hard, like not a, not one of those schedules where you're like, God, why did we schedule this team? They're going to whoop our, like, it should be a good test. It's a great test, and I think it's going to tell a lot about, I don't know. Like, we still have, and I guess this game may not answer our questions on the defense, but that's the biggest question mark for this team, I think, is the KU defense, and not that Illinois is going to come out with this electric uh, offense, but will our D-line, will we be strong enough to go up against these dudes that, as you laid out, are just going to be tough Big Ten football and... uh We'll see, but I'm I'm excited. You guys are scared me. You guys, your guys' confidence. Is it's time scary. to be confident in this. I program. I understand, and I like I'm confident in the season, and I I get it. But my whole thing, Ryan, has <laughs> to move through your hands, talk like Forrest. Here's the thing: what like are we really taking that much out of a week one game from Illinois to say, oh, they're not as good as we thought they were? Like. I get it. It's a close game, but those happen all the time. Like I'm not, I'm not looking at Illinois any differently based on their Toledo result than I was three weeks ago. I guess. I just think like, we're better. I agree, and I, I would say we're gonna win, but I'm, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. I don't. I never like, said I double to the fact that I never said double digit could be win. Like, I think this. I don't know how much we even should compare it, but I think this. I think the Duke team we played last year in Lawrence is better than this Illinois team. Give me Duke. I think there's, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting comparison. I don't. I just, it reminds, it kind of reminds me, you're at home. Um, it was a tight game. I think it could be the same thing, but. We were twice the favorite, weren't we? Or were we like eight points? Eight eight seven and a half or something like that, yeah. yeah. So, but AB, you said something before we recorded about and I think you I can't remember who you said said this but maybe Kirby but Mm -hmm. this Illinois team is maybe not designed to handle our type of offense like is that what you were thinking yeah so and I don't want to take credit for this this was all JK over on the slant I'll let you guys go read it if you want to to get everything but basically it was saying their defense designed to you know the typical Big Ten West football like pound it up the middle pun on fourth and two from the opposing 38 yard line like really grinded out games Mm -hmm. and they didn't appear to be super fast or athletic on the edge on these outside zone runs that we saw all of last year Um, I would assume the motion would be tied into that as well they've got a lot of talent on defense they had an all-american freshman last year is obviously back for his second year they had a second team all-american that thought about going to the draft he's back on the deep line like Mm -hmm. they've got a lot of dudes they had a when did the dude go uh the corner in the draft this past Witherspoon, first seventh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, they're clearly doing something right over there on defense, um, but I don't know. It just yeah. sounds like, in terms of matchup-wise, K 
okay, you might be able to exploit some of their holes that, you know, Minnesota might not be able to. I think starting, starting fast is, I mean, it's obviously huge every week, but Friday, especially, I think if you can, if you can get a couple score lead against an Illinois team who this could come back to bite me, but I feel like Illinois is not a team that's built to come back from a deficit. That's a team that they obviously, they want to keep it tight, run it on you, kill some clock. But if KU can get out to like a 14 point lead and then you force Altmaier into throwing situations, let the pass rushers pin their ears back and rush the passer. I th- you're obviously in a great spot. Um, like KU would be a team to be built to come from behind. But Illinois is just not that. They don't have that firepower and stuff. So I think if we can get out to a quick start, which has been an issue, obviously, since last year, kind of happened again against Missouri State. But if they can put Illinois in some kind of a hole um, and just kind of beat up on them, that would be lovely. Yeah, it feels like we're going to have to see like a just a Kotal Nicky, beautiful it, piece that, of art like we saw at times last year where you just, I'm, there were times last that's year. That's coming Friday. It, I that's, hope so. No, it is. West Virginia didn't even, like Neil Brown couldn't even say, is that his name? I hate that door yeah, with the visor. Neil Brown. No one's ever looked more like a guy named Neil Brown. His, Neil Brown. His brain was in a pretzel after the game. He was like, I, I don't, that was not the KU team I watched last week. Like the play calling was crazy. Yeah, we barely won an overtime, but on the road, whatever, the offense was still crazy. So obviously, Kotelnicki didn't show much against Missouri State. I don't know what film Illinois is going to watch, but the offense is not going to be anywhere near what it was on Friday night. And you might be seeing the Big 12 preseason player of the year at quarterback. And it is kind of fun to think about. They've got to like watch film from Friday night, but also from last season. But then they've also got to figure out like, well, game is, it watch. Me? is it Daniels? Not that there's tons and tons of differences, but there absolutely yeah, is. So it's, uh, I mean, Lance playing chess, boys. The man's playing chess. Maybe Jalen was perfectly healthy Friday. I was about to ask that. Because so, you can, what you if can he was? Like, you can get my the argument. I think he it was, was perfectly healthy, but yeah, I mean, if there was any risk at all, Lance might have said this will make it harder for Illinois. So let's is it a smokescreen right now with all the he's expected to play this week to make them think he's playing? Like, are we going to see Jason B? Is that a conversation we need to have? Lance, Lance is, I mean, the guy, the guy gets it. He's uh, he's good on and off the field. I'll tell you that. Um, I want to. I don't know what. What were you wanting to talk about next? I kind of have... I mean, I want to talk black uniforms. Yes. Okay, <laughs> let's end with that. I want to talk just Big 12 in general, week one. I know, A.B., I totally agree. You can't take a ton from week one because like a KU, you're going to be holding some things back. But just the Big 12 in general, and I just want to know your guys' expectations, if they've changed at all, if your record prediction has changed just from seeing some of the teams in the Big 12 play week one. I mean... AB, this may be what you were going to say. The problem is all the teams that lost, we don't get to play. Uh-huh. It's kind of brutal. Our schedule. Texas Tech. We, I mean, yeah, we play them, but we don't get. Uh, we don't play Baylor, do we? BYU is a seventeen-point favorite. They scored fourteen points. Mm-hmm. So it looked awful. We don't play. What was the tweet I sent in that? It was TCU. We don't play them. Uh, Baylor. And, uh, I don't want to play at TCU. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. They just got beat by Deion Sanders, who's the best coach of all time. But uh, like, use like a UCF we got to watch. Yeah, I mean, we don't play TCU, we don't play West Virginia, we don't play Baylor. Like, that's tough. 
And because yeah, TCU TCU's not gonna be bad. They're not gonna be a team you're gonna walk in and just beat. But like so West here, here's the thing though, like I'd still rather play Iowa State than TCU, or I'd rather play Cincinnati than you know, Baylor probably. So like even though the results show that they lost, I'd still I think for the majority of the games rather have who we have than and it would I, be I love Westfall. They're horrible, but um I don't know. Yeah. Good but yeah, I mean, I think what it tells me, uh, B turn is as we kind of said last week, there's the league is not the league's not bad, but it's also not like very top heavy. Like there's a lot of teams that I feel maybe outside of Texas, but we all know the Texas KU thing. But outside of that, there's not a team that terrifies me. Boomer. Yes, but the other oh team, God. the other team in that state, which is massive game in Stillwater. They started. I'm not sure what's going on there, but they started Garrett Wrangle, the dude that started in Lawrence last year when we um, became bowl eligible. Bowman came in a little later. His numbers were awful. They were up like they were up 13 to seven late in the third quarter or something. So, and they. I forget who they play this weekend. I need to look that one. Arizona up, State. Yeah, it's like a three point on the road. It's a three point spread or something. I I forget his favorite, but yeah, they. I don't know how good they are. I mean, it's tough to tell from week one, but they might have some QB questions. They don't know who's the guy. Bowman is never that great before that, but yeah, Wrangle. He's young. I think he was a freshman last year, so might be going to, into Stillwater with some QB questions and a couple losses under their belt, which I guess could get them motivated and we know Gundy's good but I just I think we can hang with every team on our schedule outside of probably a Texas and probably OU but it's at the old boost OU sucks just kidding they looked very sick um I just feel better I felt better I guess after I've got to stick with my original prediction no I we're beating OU again can't take too much uh in a game against Arkansas State week one (laughs) I I don't know all the story behind this, but did I see Butch Jones was crying on the sideline? On me, on his you, knees. Like, so are we sure there's not? Are we sure there's not more to the story? Like his player picked him up off the ground. Was he just getting his ass whooped that bad that he yeah. cried? He's on a knee, crying like tears. Never mind. It was hot out there. No, I feel I, it's like when you're fired and you're you're just playing terrible golf. It's 105 Dude. degrees, and you're just like I I sometimes. Um, but it reminds me of the 10th bowl before because of that very scenario it reminds me of the funniest clip of all time where Jim Harbaugh asked Jameis Winston in the quarterback show he says Jameis do you ever get disciplined in in high school and Jameis said yeah I got suspended in high school for laughing at my coach because he cried love that all time quote Um, you got all the voices today coach I do speaking of golf do you see my brother shot a 31 on the front nine and then Turned around. I'd even oh, no. tear his back. Now I've been waiting to hear. He shot a forty on the back. Oh, he was seventy-one. Went three over the final two holes. Finished in seventy-one. It was a tough, tough, tough scene. How did you bounce back? You looked like your card after the first five holes was pretty solid. But well, no, I my front. I started horrible. I shot That's thirty-eight on the front. But yeah, I, then I was two. And then I was one under through three on the back, and then blew up. I think we all got like it got hot, and we all just fell apart. I ended up shooting eighty. I went thirty-eight, forty-two. It was a mess. At arm, if only. 
Yeah, but speaking of hot Kansas football uniforms, I mean, and a blackout in ninety degree weather. Oh, I love thoughts. it. And I, I got a confession, boys. <laughs> I don't have a black. No, I Are have more sure? black gear than any KU fan that's ever lived. You know, I've been a huge advocate. I wore black to the game on Friday. Huge advocate of KU. Swimming. Or, oh, very slim. That same outfit you have on, same hat. No. <laughs> well, I think I did wear this hat. But uh I you gotta have black. I just think you need a black uniform. I've said it, I want. And I saw Jalen Wilson advocating for KU basketball to get some black uniforms. The blue we've said it before about Duke. Their black uniforms pop. Love or hate Duke. Their black uniforms pop. I think these were incredible. I was so excited when I saw these, whatever that was, Sunday morning. Saturday morning, just so good, and I maybe that's why I've gotten so confident in them winning. They look, oh, and the circus. Font. I mean, what is it? Oh, holy shit! And I think we're going to circus font next week. I mean, but what are we doing? Like everyone in the world agrees. Hey, guess what? If you just put circus font on, our uniforms are better. And they're like, mm, for the alternates. There's got to be no brainer. Every fan, um, every K fan in the world wants that permanently. I I've always been like Iowa State's black uniforms. I always thought were stupid, and I think I still do because it literally is just black and white. They don't incorporate red or yellow into it. Yeah. When I saw kitties, I was nervous, and then I saw like just the little hints of red and blue, crimson oh. and blue. Baby, it just looks oh so blue. Number. Oh my god, oh. number with the white hand, just so oh. hot. It's so hot. Those are those are easily one of my favorites of all time. I can't wait to see them in person on Friday. And attendance, there shouldn't be an empty seat there. But I forgot. Yeah, I forgot to tell you my confession. I'm in a I was I'm in a wedding this weekend, and I got to go to a rehearsal dinner Friday night. Great fan. Tough seat. I mean, I love my friend, my guy. I'm at his <laughs> wedding, and I'm I'm absolutely you know. I have questions there. about this. Yeah. Are you gonna be able to watch? <laughs> I would. The oh. rehearsal dinner is at a restaurant in Lawrence, so I would imagine. Now we're probably gonna be in a private room. I'm not gonna say the restaurant, but we're in a private oh. room, and I imagine we're gonna have a TV, hopefully. Um, but let me tell you, I don't think he listens to this pod. If that game ends early, or if that rehearsal dinner is over, you gotta come. I'm coming to the booth. I'm buy- I think I'm going to give my tickets away. I don't. I don't know, AB, if you're taking them or what. The- I we haven't figured that out yet. But if I have a chance to be there, even if it's the final ten minutes, I'm coming. Huh. Well, so I was. I was going to say I. I'm just imagining you at about three fifteen in Lawrence. You show up early so you can come tailgate for like an hour and your you know long sleeve button down and khakis or whatever <laughs> that you're wearing to this rehearsal dinner. And you yeah. just come hang with the folks and get excited and sweat your ass off. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, and go show up, show up to the rehearsal dinner, just a disheveled, sweaty mess, just hammered. Yeah, mm-hmm. be good. Sure, she, yeah, sure. The bride would love that, but okay. it's fine. So we'll see. It's I'm. It, it's going to be tough. I'm going to be following. Uh, but man, I'm stressed. I really hope there's a TV in that. In that. I was I was at a wedding during the Coastal Carolina game when we went up seven nothing first drive and we ended up losing twelve seven <laughs> with no it was in BFE no cell phone service anything I just had to get like search stuff on Twitter when it would randomly load and couldn't see box score 
Couldn't see stats. You're looking at the like. Well, the box score hasn't changed in hours. Surely we've scored by now. <laughs> Go up seven. This is just bad internet. Yeah, no, um, but yeah, I mean, black uniforms. Not much to like. Uh, really dive much deeper into that. On I just wanted to confirm. Like we're all down for black uniforms. Oh yeah, in both sports, I think. Not all the time, but I. I mean, a blackout's always cool. Uh huh. No always plays. Now, do I think do I think a fan base that really doesn't have much black gear can pull off a blackout by Friday? Doubtful unless they want to print thousands of thousands of shirts and give them away. Um, but no, I think that should have been something maybe planned months ago. But uh either way. Imagine I just want you guys to sit back and picture Friday night, it's eleven thirty, the Hawks are two and zero. Jalen Daniels just played. We were wearing black. Everything went great. Imagine what we're going to be saying as we head into week three. Well, where are we meeting? I already know what's going to happen. 4-0 going to Austin. Yep. And we're going to that game. We could compete. They didn't even cover Saturday, and they're in Elizabama Saturday. Oh, yeah. Uh, we Hey, one step at a time. One can't get the time. Can't get the four and zero unless you get the three and zero, and you can't get the three and zero unless you get two and zero. So let's get the two and zero, and uh, let's keep striving for that record on that whiteboard back there, Turner. I love that it's still there a week later. And you can't get to Austin without playing these teams first. So we're we're holding off. We're on to Illinois, and then we're on to Nevada, and then we're on to BYU. But it starts with the Illini, and then Arlington. Yeah, we'll see you in Arlington. So, all right. Any other any other uh, takes before we wrap this up? Just hope to see JD Friday in any capacity at all. It'd be dope to see both play. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see how we look in the trenches. Didn't talk about the defense much, but I thought the Minnesota transfers were great. Um, Gage Keys, Austin Booker, they got pressure on the QB and didn't give up much in the running game. I know it was Missouri State, but hopefully the defense has some confidence going forward. I think they can yeah. – um, I think the secondary will be fine on let's Friday do, night. Against- let's do a quick prediction. AB, you got a quick score prediction? Yeah, I do. Uh, 38-34, uh, the football Jayhawks. Um, and this is a challenge here. I don't know how they can improve on last week because they killed it. I think the student turnout is somehow going to be better on Friday than it was so last good. week. And last it week it was so unbelievable. I, mean, I, got in, I got into the stadium. I walked to the seat right after the anthem, so 15 minutes before kick. There wasn't a single spot to stand in the student section. They got in there early. They filled it up, and what I saw, they were very loud and like into the game. Yeah. So, and let's uh, be honest, I'm you can fill, you can have a crowd that's filled, but if the student section's not engaged and full mm-hmm. the, like entire time, it's your your atmosphere is never going to be good. Like it all comes down to the students. So yeah, that was very impressive. Shout out to the students. Um, okay, thirty-eight, thirty-four. I'm going to go Hawks thirty-one, twenty-seven. Um, feel good about it and i'd feel really good if we uh hold the team hold them under 30 and we can come away saying our offense looks solid but defense did fine too so i'll mm-hmm. do that 31 27 b turn you've got us winning by double digits what's your score prediction you're probably starting your fantasy draft right i i am i'm on the clock i'll go 20, 27 to 17 kansas love it love it all right well we'll let b turn draft his team Khalil <laughs> herbert first round pick Ooh. uh that is all we've got. We will see you next week to talk about the Kansas Jayhawks being 2-0 and 
for the second straight season. Thanks for listening. Rock Chalk. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.